Chapter 4 Organization of Data What is organization? Organization is the process of grouping data into different classes or subclasses according to particular characteristics. The collected data in unorganized form is called raw data and when we organize it in a particular sequence, we call it an organization of data. Statistical series means that the classified information is arranged in a logical and a systematic order. And the classified information when presented in precise and systematic tables is called tabulation. So, what is classification? Number one, the facts are classified into homogeneous groups by the process of classifications, which means that all units having similar characteristics are placed in one class or group. The basis of classification is unity in diversity. It may be either actual or notional. The classification can be based on attributes or characteristics or measurements. It is very important to group the data, that is, to classify the data according to their identity, similarity or resemblance. For example, students in a school can be grouped as boys and girls or according to their age or in a library, the books and periodicals are classified and arranged as per the subjects, as per fiction, non-fiction, fiction um, related to animals or plants, whatever subject that they want to classify, the librarian wants to classify. So, why do we wish to classify? Number one, when we classify, we are able to present the facts simply in a simple form right number two it clearly identifies the similar and dissimilar which makes it easier for us to grasp the data number three it helps in comparison draw inferences and locate facts now this is not possible if the data is unorganized and unclassified for example, if you just want to know how many students are studying economics in a school and we simply start teaching them. But if we classify the students into various sections and the subjects that they are studying, it becomes easier to compare between 11th A, 11th C, 11th D. Similarly, it is very important to classify to find out a cause and effect relationship. For example, when the price falls, the demand will rise. Now, this is a cause and effect relationship. If we are able to classify, then we can establish the relationship. Classification helps us in tabulating our data. Okay, which is a very important step for converting a raw data into an organized form. Now, classification number one. It should not leave any room for doubt or confusion. 
there should be a class there should be an item and every question and every answer should be tabulated which means that classification should not be ambiguous number 2 there should not be any overlapping between the questions like if you're talking about the age and date of birth at the same time then these questions the answers to these questions would tend to overlap so avoid that classification should be flexible it should be adaptable it should be possible for you to tabulate your data if you ask questions like if you are honest are you a good speaker do you always tell the truth then it is difficult to tabulate those questions like in a survey in a questionnaire that we prepare we we organize questions in a manner that the audience the person is able to answer the question okay so classification should have mathematical accuracy now there are various ways by which the statistical data can be classified based on their characteristics number 1 according to time which is known as chronological classification according to area geographical classification according to attributes qualitative classification and according to magnitudes or variables quantitative classifications so these are the various ways by which we classify the data like in the chronological classification it would be based on maybe years months weeks geographical based on countries states cities colonies etc similarly qualitative can be employed unemployed literacy nationality employment religion married unmarried so there are various types of qualitative classification now qualitative classification can be one fold and two fold classification when we classify when we classify in two steps then that is known as a two fold classification for example number of coffee drinkers in a country okay so number of coffee drinkers in a country can be male and can be female now amongst male and female we can further classify above the age of 40 below the age of 40 females also above the age of 40 below the age of 40 similarly it can be a three fold classification when we further divide it above the age of 40 employed unemployed below the age of 40 employed unemployed so these are various ways of classification now what does these class types of classification do they help you in organizing your thoughts they help you in organizing the data and they help you in interpreting the data right so ultimately the purpose is to tabulate the data then there is quantitative classification which is very simple it which can be any attribute which can be measured and numerically expressed for example your height weight sales your import age income right so various class intervals are made and hence the quantitative classification is made 
Now, the next step that we need to know is once you have classified your data, you need to decide what kind of a statistical series I need to form, right? So, what is a statistical series, okay? Now, a statistical series is defined as attributes of things arranged according to some logical order. Logical order like it can be on the basis of general character like on the basis of time, space or some attribute that we take into account. Similarly, on the basis of construction, statistical series is divided into individual, discrete and continuous. Okay, now what is a time series? A time series is a series of values of some variable according to successive points in time is called time series, right? Data is presented with respect to year, month, week or day, which means there will be year and there will be the items like we want to show what was the GDP in the year 2010, then 2011, 2012, 13. So this is kind of a time series. Then we have a spatial series. A spatial series is also known as geographical series like we say per capita income in USA, France, Japan, Canada, India or if you want to talk about Delhi, uh, we can say um, the percentage of students who appeared in boards in um, Delhi International School, Dwarka International School, Balbharti School, ITL Public School. So, we are just doing it on the basis of geography or in the basis of space. Then we have a condition series which based on you the criteria that you want to take. Like some of you took, as, took the topic as COVID-19, some of you took the topic as change in shopping habits, change in income of the people, employment. So these are the other criteria that you can also take. On the basis of construction, we have individual observations. Now individual observation means it can be in ascending, descending or alphabetical order. Now, individual observations means that you only have the X variable, which is the item. Okay, so there is a single item, single line. So, it's very easy. There is a serial number and then there is the item, which is the uh, observation that you have made. For example, you want to observe the wages of workers in a factory. So, you say 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 and you write wages, which is your X, the item. Similarly, if you want to know the number of scores of a, of a subject economics in a class, so you write your serial number and then you simply write your the marks. This is an individual series, fine. So your award list that you see is your individual series. The second and third kind of um, statistical series are called frequency distribution. Now. Frequency distribution are of two types, discrete frequency distribution and continuous frequency distribution. Discrete frequency, con frequency distribution is when, when we assign a particular number to the item, like we want to know that how many families are there which have let's say no children, one child, two children, 
three children four children and then using the tally marks we calculate that fine in the dwarka society in the particular locality which is your target group there are 42 families who have one child there are 30 families which do not have children there are three families which have three children and this is how we create a frequency distribution this kind of a frequency distribution is known as a discrete frequency distribution now frequency frequency means the number of times a given value in an observation appears that is the frequency okay so number of times a given value is repeated is called the frequency then we have the total frequency which is the summation of the frequency table that we have right so in discrete frequency distribution we will have two columns x and f and if you are using tally marks then another column for tally marks okay it's always better to use a tally mark because it there are less chances of discrepancies when you use a tally and you can always verify and re-verify your data from the tally marks right then then we have continuous frequency distribution now continuous frequency distribution we have class intervals okay that is from 0 to 5 5 to 10 10 to 15 how many students fall in the category of a, of these particular marks how many students got 10 to 15 marks in a periodic test how many students got 15 to 30 marks in a periodic sense so these this kind of frequency distribution is a continuous frequency distribution that is we call it class interval in a class interval there will be an upper limit and there will be a lower limit for example suppose it is um, 62 to 70 then 62 is the upper and 70 is the lower limit then the class interval will be upper limit minus the lower limit that is 70 minus 62 which will be 8 similarly to find out the midpoint you need to add upper class limit to the lower class limit and divide it by 2 right so these are some of the frequency distributions that we are going to discuss and the survey that has been conducted will be tabulated in a similar format fine so we have a discrete series and then we have a continuous series also in a continuous frequency distribution it is very important to know there are there is inclusive continuous series and there is exclusive continuous series in the inclusive method the upper class limits of classes are included in the respective classes for example if we are doing the grouping as 5 to 9 10 to 14 15 to 19 then in the group 5 to 9 we will include all the students whom, whose marks are between 5 and 9 okay if the marks of the students are 10 then they will be included in the next class this is an inclusive method but in the inclusive method exclusive method 
the upper limit of class interval is the lower limit of the next class for example if the students are grouped as 5 to 10 10 to 15 15 to 20 then in the first group we will include all the students whose marks are 5 or more but less than 10 10 will be included in the next class interval so we are including marks from 5 to 9 here and that is why it is known as an exclusive method we can convert the inclusive um, we can you know we, we can find out the midpoints of the class intervals also by adding the upper limit and the lower limit there are open end class intervals also when we have below 10 less than 10 uh, or uh, 35 and above so these are known as open ended class intervals right so these are the various methods by which the continuous frequency distributions are conducted so thank you